In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, the women went to his tomb. They had come with him from Galilee, following him all the way down to Jerusalem. And what a journey it had been. They had not expected it to end like this. No doubt they were with him when he entered the holy city, and the whole multitude of his disciples shouted with joy. And then in the space of a week there, they were at the place called the Skull, watching at a distance when he was crucified and the sun's light failed and he breathed his last. And St. Luke tells us how that same evening, those women who had followed him from Galilee also followed his body when it was taken down and wrapped in a linen shroud and laid in a tomb. I tell how they beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid and how they went and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day how as soon as they could, very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they went to his tomb bringing spices and ointment they had prepared for his corpse. They found that stone rolled away from the tomb, and they went in, and they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And they were bewildered, completely at a loss. And then the men were there, standing with their shining garments, They were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, and the men said to them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he's risen. And then the light flooded in, and the women remembered the words of the Lord, and they ran to tell the eleven and all the rest that Jesus has risen from the dead. My dear brothers and sisters, today, on the first day of the week, we share in their joy for Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And although those women who went to his tomb those many centuries ago, all that happened long ago and far away, we are nevertheless, in a sense, their contemporaries. We live, as it were, at the same time as those women, Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and the rest, because Jesus is risen today. His resurrection is not a past event buried in the sands of history, but it is a present and powerful reality. For as the scripture says, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. And the Lord himself says, fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold I am alive forevermore. What was true then so many years ago on that first day is true today. The Lord is risen indeed. And now because the Lord is who he is, namely God become man, his rising to life is good news not only for himself, but for the whole creation. Because the resurrection of Jesus has changed the world in the most fundamental 
and thoroughgoing sense imaginable. People these days like to talk a lot about changing the world, but only the Lord Jesus can be said to have truly changed the world, to have altered reality. Because the resurrection of Jesus means the salvation of the world, the renewal of all things, the beginning of a new creation. It means the ending of the kingdom of death. In the words of the great Easter hymn of the Orthodox Church, Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and on those in the tombs, bestowing life. Cyril of Alexandria said that when the Lord Jesus, the ever-living Word of God, tasted death, this proved to be the death of death. Why? Because in rising to life again, Christ has won for us everlasting life. Because he is risen, we shall all be raised to new life. And there's two senses in that. First, what you might call the spiritual resurrection, the new life we are given now in this life, the newness of life Christ brings in freeing us from sin. And second, in the life to come, the new life of the resurrection of the body. One entails the other. As St. Paul puts it, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And since that is the case, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, also through his spirit which dwells in you. In both cases, in the spiritual resurrection now that we have and our bodily resurrection on the last day, the resurrection of Jesus brings about new life. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and on those in the tombs, bestowing life. That brings us to our epistle from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. St. Paul wants the Colossians, wants us, to experience the power of the resurrection of Jesus, to experience it to the full, to know the new life that we have been given in Christ Jesus. You are risen with Christ, Paul writes. That is the fundamental reality for us as baptized Christians. For as Paul puts it, you were buried with Christ in baptism, in which you were raised with him through faith and the working of God, who raised him from the dead. You, who were dead in your sins, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Because this is the case, because you are risen with Christ, Paul says, become who you are. Live out that life you have in the risen Christ. Let the new life you have in him shine forth in every area of your life. Put away your old way of life. Put on the new life of grace. Walk in newness of life. In a sermon for Easter week, Martin Luther, the great 16th century church reformer, said that Christ died that we might be made a new person. That being so, Luther says, if you do not turn from sin, if you show no interest in changing your life, the resurrection of Jesus has no avail to you. Because then you show yourself as living he puts it, 
wholly to the world and without intent to rise with Christ. In such a case, Luther says, although Christ indeed died and rose for all, yet unto you he is not risen. You have not apprehended his resurrection by faith. You have seen the smoke, but have not felt the fire. Dear friends, may it not be so with us. May we feel the, the fire of Christ's resurrection. May we feel the heat of the new life he brings burning in our lives. May we cooperate with God's grace by turning from sin and by his help walking in newness of life. May the power of his resurrection shine forth in our lives as we become what we are in him by grace, risen with Christ to new life. You are risen with Christ, Paul writes. Put to death, therefore, he says, what is earthly in you, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. In these you once walked when you lived in them, but now put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, he says, seeing that you have put off the old nature with its practices and have put on the new nature, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. And put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, and patience, forbearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Today is Easter, the first day of the week. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. The tomb is empty. And may we know today and all days the transforming power and the deep joy of his resurrection. For he is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and on those in the tombs, bestowing life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.